Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of the Inside Bowling Show. Uh, big news this morning with the PBA. Uh, PBA is back on Fox, and I'd like to bring up the press release now in case you didn't see it. Uh, PBA Bowling is back June 6th, marks the return to live bowling on Fox for the first annual PBA Strike Derby. The release goes on to say that the Professional Bowlers Association will be back live on Fox Saturday, June 6th from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern in that primetime slot. With the first ever PBA Strike Derby beginning a series of exciting special events over the next two months featuring the greatest bowlers in the world. The players that it's featuring is the Go Bowling PBA Tour stars in Tommy Jones, Kyle Troop, Sean Rash, EJ Tackett, Chris Prather, Sean Maldonado, Anthony Simonson, and Bill O'Neill. So those are the players that we are going to see getting back out on the lanes. The release goes on to also talk about the following week, an hour earlier, is going to be the PBA Summer Clash with the same players, but a twist. There are going to be two additional players inserted from the PWBA Tour, the two leaders in points, Shannon O'Keefe and Danielle McEwen. Then also released a little bit later here in this release is the PBA King of the Lanes will also be taking place, and we'll be trying to get some details of those here in the show. Today on the show, I'm going to welcome in just a moment the PBA CEO, Coley Edison, and Tom Clark, the commissioner of the PBA Tour. And I want to thank them both for for taking some time today to be able to talk about these things. That it is a really big story here, not only in bowling but in professional sports. So, without any further ado, let's bring in both of our guests today. Let's bring in Coley and Tom. And I appreciate both of them being here today on this Inside Bowling special show. Thank you for uh, being on the show today, both of you. Thanks for having us. Thanks a lot, Mike. Nice shirt. Nice shirt. That's about two thousand one. 2002. I love it. I, I want one of those. That's retro. I think it's 2002. Yeah. I got it from Bob Benoit. Bob Benoit hooked me up with this. So uh, <laughs> 300 on TV. So guys, thanks for joining me on the program here today. This is really exciting news today. And I think before we get started with the show, if you could all put your hands up a little bit, let's have a virtual high five for bowl. What do you say? A little high five right here for bowl. Yeah, oh, you want up us there with the, with the elbow. That is the right way to do it in today's world. I'm high five. So, uh, Coley, the first thing I want to I want to get right into this. Uh, why was it so important to get bowling back on television and the drive for that? Yeah, I mean, bowling's exposure um, on national television is key to growing the sport. We've always said that. Um, and for me, you know, I was really devastated when it we had to end our tour early and postpone it. So I have been working day in and day out to get us back on TV. I think one of the, the core elements of bowling and why we are well positioned to be on television during this time is that we can safely produce our shows. And I think that's key. So while other leagues out there are figuring it out, um, we were able to figure it out quicker, faster. Um, and being first movers in this space is really important because we can attract more eyeballs. So I have always been a big um big proponent of getting the biggest audiences possible. And for me, this is a time where we can capture a large audience and maybe introduce new fans who haven't watched PBA for years to come back or have never watched it before and see everything that we've changed. And, and by putting together our most elite athletes, our top players, um, they're going to see the best bowling ever. And we've created some really fun events that suit itself well for TV and especially in the new normal that we're working with today. Yeah, Coley, tell me a little bit about uh, the safety precautions that go into play with being able to bring these events to fruition. Yeah, first and foremost, it's, it's social distancing. So unlike a 
you know, five on five basketball team or, or a baseball team or a football, we are actually able to do these events, um, you know, with one person on a late at a time, one person on a pair. So there will always be, or we will try to always uh, observe six feet of distance at all times. We're also providing the necessary PPE for the staff, for um, the crew. When the bowlers are not playing, they will have the PPE on. Our centers, this is taking place at Bolero Jupiter, which has the highest level of sanitization, um, and, and cleaning specifications to date. We're working closely with the CDC guidelines. We've developed our own guidebook. So we are taking safety very, very seriously. We're not hosting a US Open type of event or uh, you know one of our normal tournaments where you have hundreds of people and you have qualifying rounds and you have lots of people in the center. No, the center is gonna be very limited. There will be no audience for these shows um, and only essential staff, crew, athletes and their support staff will be able to be inside the building. Um, safety will be first and foremost when we go to produce these events. That's awesome. And I'm sure that's, that's not easy to do. So, so we wish you the best of luck with that. And we know you're up for the challenge for that. Also, before we get to the formats and that, which we know Tom's going to want to speak to, uh, especially, I also want to talk about these formats uh, from the PWBA. I saw the second one is the PWBA included in the clash. Why was the PWBA brought into that and your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I, I have always thought that bowling is able to, you know, on the recreational side, bowling goes, it's that thing that can be all things to all people. So whether you're young, old, female, male, you can bowl. And for me, I've always wanted to point a bigger spotlight on the women in our sport. Being a female CEO uh, in a male-dominated sport, that's always been one of my goals. And we love working closely with the PWBA. And given the unique format and the large audience size that's available to us, I thought it was a great opportunity to invite uh, the top two point earners from the PWBA tour uh, onto our events. Yeah, one of the key things to to have success in bowling is collaboration. And you see it not only in bowling, but anywhere, whether it's YouTube stars collaborating together to, to get more uh, followers over on YouTube or whatever it may be. And the fact that you're working with the PWBA or that you're able to do this, I think is just a another opportunity here to just just point out that bowling can work together and do great things. So that's awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to switch it over to Tom, uh, for time constraints here today. I want to, I want to ask Tom, uh, when it comes to these formats here, uh, you know, obviously you guys had to, had to act quickly and come up with some sort of formats and who to choose what went into making the formats and who you chose to be on, on those shows. Uh, first on who, on who we chose to be part of the show, the part of the shows, um, you know, definitely wanted to have a criteria and a, a way for players to have earned their way onto the shows. And, um, and it was uh, pretty easy to look back at our season. You know, we'd already finished almost 80% of our 2020 PBA on Fox season. And it was an incredible season. I mean, every week you had these great matches in the championship matches and a great diverse uh, list of winners. So we just took the winner of every event from the PBA Hall of Fame classic that Tommy Jones won that no one will ever forget with the 300 game, all the way down uh, to the PBA World Championship was our last event. Now, obviously, Belmo and Jesper Svensson both won events uh, this year. And because of international travel restraints, they're not able to come. So we just went to the next best finisher in those events that either Belmo or Jesper won. So got an awesome field. I mean, Kyle Troop, Chris Prather, Sean Rash, um, Bill O'Neill. Remember the Players' Championship we won. And then the guys who came in second in tournaments are uh, some of our top players as well, like EJ Tackett, Anthony Simonson. And uh, Sean Maldonado getting a, getting a, cr a crack at a, at a special event show like this should be fun to watch. Um, to the formats, you know, we just had to have things that were exciting. I mean, 
we're looking for excitement. And we've, you know, through the years, we've had opportunities to test some of these things, like The Clash. You know, The Clash is going to be the one that airs June 13th. We know that format's almost un unbeatable in terms of being exciting, where everybody gets to throw a ball, the low person is out. If there's ties, they roll off. And every round, one person is eliminated until you're down to the last two and it comes down to one ball and for a championship. And it's really just electric all the way through. The first time we tried that, you know, it was a Chris Paul event. And it was uh, – and you know who won, Mike? It was mm. the first ever clash that had a multiple people. And you'll remember when I tell you, Nelly. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and Nelly with Lil Wayne and uh, Rhino Page was actually in that competition, but he didn't get through past Nelly. <laughs> hey, was, Nelly won't Nelly will not be on this summer's event. Um we have we are talking to Nelly's people, but I don't I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> Someday he'll come back. He's a very good bowler, very good bowler. He bowls with Pete Weber, he used to bowl with Pete back in the day. So okay, so we have the clash, and we knew that's that's gonna be a great format. That's gonna be the one that the women are also involved with, and, and we get to a, a field of 10. The strike derby, we've never done a full strike derby, but again, at the Chris Paul event last year, we tried something called speed bowling. And it was Sean Rash against Andrew Anderson. Whoever could get the most strikes in two minutes, they go on the clock, they get two minutes to get as many strikes as they can. Very similar to Major League Baseball's home run derby where you get up and you got as much you have two minutes or how many can't remember their time i think it's five minutes in uh in uh major league baseball home run derby to get as many home runs as you can and and so we're gonna have a really cool contest where all eight guys will seed themselves by going through the lineup one at a time they'll be the only person on the pair of lanes and they'll post their score we'll seed them then put them into a bracket and uh and play it down until we have the first ever PBA strike derby champion. And again, with the, with the Chris Paul event being a place where we can try things. I remember we did this last year and when it was over, two guys came right up to me immediately and said, when can I do that? And I want to do that. And one was Mookie Betts and one was Chris Paul. And when you have guys like that, that are, they're that cool. And, and really were so turned on by it. If you watch the old clip, you see they're the first guys off the bench wanting to hug the, our players when they were done, because, um, it was really exciting to watch and, uh, and, and just really cool. I, I mean, I think people are going to be really turned on by this. It's going to be exciting for us, too, to put that on. And whenever we're really excited as a staff and as a production team, it, it creates even more focus and uh, usually leads to very memorable shows. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it looks really cool. Coley, what do you think about the, the time slots that you were given from Fox? And, and did you ask for those or did they, did they uh, alley-oop those over to you to slam dunk? Oh, well, you should know I'm always asking for primetime on Big Fox. Um, so this is the result of us really just working together. They've had a lot of unknowns in their world. You know, when is MLB coming back? What days and times are NASCAR going to be on? And um, both of these events actually are NASCAR adjacent. So that's the best part. So we're going to be coming right off of a big NASCAR show and hopefully bringing that NASCAR audience into our audience. So we couldn't ask for uh, anything better. Um, and, and I also think this time of year, Bowling's not usually on, but this time of year, we're not usually in our homes. So it's a, it's a completely different world. And we want to take advantage of that and just capture as many eyeballs as we can. And this is when we think they're going to be watching. Yeah, I personally think it's an excellent time slot. Tom, is there any time, and I know you're the historian here, you know the PBA better than just about anybody I've ever met. Uh, is there ever been a time that, that we've been on uh, as a sport at that time on a Saturday night? I don't think so. I don't think so. Not, not on broadcast like this will be on Fo Big Fox broadcast television. 
I don't think that's ever, ever happened. I'm pretty confident <laughs> that that's the case. We've been on prime time. We've been on prime time, you know, on weekdays, um, um, but on either ESPN or FS1, but never on a broadcast network. ABC never put us on uh, that late. And we had other shows on CBS, NBC through the years, but never in a, in a prime time slot like this. It makes it really exciting. Gives it a, it gives it a, a, a different feel as well, I think, um, for people watching and uh, for the players and everybody involved. So, yeah, to that quiet. point, you know, most Saturday nights I would be like, people are going to be out. They're not going to get to watch it. Not not now. Saturday nights, people are home. This is when they're going to be glued to their TVs. And especially, you know, having that adjacency to NASCAR, it, it's a good business strategy to try to get this time slot and, and prove ourselves. So, you know, what I would say, Mike, is we need the fans. We need the fans to watch, watch, <laughs> watch. If you love bowling, for the love of bowling, please watch bowling. <laughs> yes, yeah, and share, uh, share, share. Too. Yeah, Mike, I mean, Fox has been incredible partners and throughout this entire thing, constantly com talking with Coley and I about what can we do? What can we what can we build here to keep bowling on television? And they've really worked hard to to reschedule, find slots. And um, we want to make it work for them, too. You know, that's how the bowling fans can really step up. Is, hey, thank these guys. Look what they're look what they're doing with us. This wasn't regularly on our schedule. You know, this is a this is special shows that they're putting together and, and finding great time slots for us on big Fox. And, and uh, like Coley said, I, I think, I think the fans will show up today. was awesome. I mean, as soon as we put this note out and I put it on my commissioner page and I think it had 150 shares within two minutes. I mean, everybody's sharing it. Everybody wants to say bowling's back. You know, this is awesome. I can't wait to watch this show. Uh, so we're, we're really proud of the fans initial reaction. Yeah, this is coming out the other side almost a little bit. I know we're not through all this COVID-19 at all, but this is hope. I mean, this is the first breath of fresh air, really good news that we've had. Uh, but I do also want to want to want to dive off. I want to get back to the formats here in a moment, but while I'm thinking about it, you know, you guys just had a lot of talking over the last week over something called the PBA League draft. And I actually said earlier on my show this week that uh, with that particular uh, draft, there were some people sending me messages saying, is this the most overhyped event ever in bowling? And I said on my show, you know what? This is exactly what we need in bowling because every second of every game in professional sports is criticized to death during, before, after, whenever, right? And for the first time in a long time, everybody was just talking about a PBA league draft. Uh, so what were, what did you guys think of the actual publicity that the PBA draft uh, got? I'll give that to you first, Coley. Well, I think it's a great, you know, it's a great time to do this because we have no action on TV. So let's create our own action. And we did that with uh, the PBA League Draft. Our partners over at Flow Bowling produced an amazing, amazing live virtual draft. And it, it felt, honestly, it had the same excitement and enthusiasm as the NFL draft. Um, I think it also gives a key indicator that people love league bowling, right? So like I've talked about this before, you bowl league as uh, you know, youth and junior and NCAA and high school. And then, you know, once you get to the, the pro level, it's individual. So I love, love, love the PBA league. I can see us growing this league in the years to come and having the fans support it the way they did really just gave me that proof of concept that there's a lot to work with here and I want to work on expanding it for the future. Cool. And Tom, what do you think about all the uh, mock drafts and everything that? Yeah. That yeah. Well, outside of bowling media, it was pretty amazing. I mean, Reuters picked up the story and then the New York times, you know, picked up that story and posted it on newyorktimes.com. I mean, that's pretty awesome. They were, you know, 
um, gaining that kind of uh, respect uh, for for the PBA and the PBA league and our draft was uh, was cool coming in. And then meanwhile, like you said, I mean, in bowling, all of these shows that have that have you know turned up during this uh, pandemic, which I hope they all continue because it's like constant talk about bowling and then think of how many people did mock drafts how many mock drafts did you do yourself mike and and that kind of conversation like you said that's that's big time i mean who's going to go first who's going to get snubbed who are they going to take who should they take what what's important in bowling chemistry or where you play on the lanes or uh, experience on tv or what about this player what about that player and and yeah and tom all of those things you know what it made me think of fantasy and sports betting Absolutely. And that's another way we are going to grow the PBA. So, I mean, to me, seeing how much everyone was involved at this level, it just gave a lot of legs to the fact that, like, we can take this so much further. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, so it's it's June the 6th. Uh, that's right around the corner. How many days is that from now? I mean, that is quick. A weeks here, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Two June weeks. The 6th, 7 o'clock Eastern. And it'll be on uh, Big Fox. The uh, It starts with the Strike Derby, which which that was an electric event, like you talked about. Tom, you remember that? I do because yeah. because uh, Andrew and Sean were were trying to bowl with Angela Rummins. The, that's right. The that's right. Card, so they well, both wanted, wanted to do that. Uh, you see how and, many uh, gifts came out of that, or gifs, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, you see how many came out of that of Angela. I mean, there's a ton of them of Angela bowling and hugging Andrew Anderson and things like that. Yeah, uh, speak, speaking of hugging, I will tell you, Mike, some other <laughs> steps that we're taking. There will be no high-fiving, <laughs> so we're going to have to you know, really work because, you know, the strike dance is the most epic part of, of bowling and celebrating your strike. So we're going to have to work on the guys about the, you know, the social distancing, um, but we're still really excited to celebrate. Yeah, and then you guys are, will be back the following week, on, an hour earlier on, on Big Fox with, with the Summer Clash, as we mentioned. But then there's also in the release here the PBA king of the lanes and uh, there's some uh, dates uh, to be announced uh, what's what can you tell us about that event that's another one that's similar to something we tried years ago uh, everybody remembers the king of bowling that west malat dominated for five straight nights that was on espn2 similar format you know we'll decide a king um and then that king will take on a different challenger you know every day and so for several days in a row we'll be live um on fs1 with who's gonna who's gonna be the next king of the lanes and uh we'll we'll throw some other twists in there and things but that general format has really been uh the test of time through the history of bowling before the that's what's one thing i think is cool about all of these formats and what we're doing here um before we can get back to pba tour type competition is that it really harkens back to the day before the pba when bowling really was one of the top, not just sports on TV, but television shows. And most of those shows were game show type of, uh, of events where they would invite people on and they'd, it would be either make that spare or championship bowling or king of the hill or, uh, you know, straight up game show type things like bowling for dollars, dollars. bowling for dollars. Right? And those things are all still really fun to watch. And, and when you get the best players in the world, like we're going to have do these events in the kind of format and the way that we can cover bowling today and bring strike track in. And you, it, it's going to be, uh, it takes everything up uh, another notch and uh, I'm, I'm real excited. I think the thing I'm looking most forward to as well with having bowling on television and bowling centers starting to open up a little bit throughout the country. And as they begin to open up, Hopefully it will inspire many people to go out and throw the rock around a little bit. And, and Coley, that will help impact your uh, 
your bowling center business as well. Could you speak to how things are going there? Yeah, well, I, I always say it's not just our bowling center business, but it's all bowling centers that the PBA helps to support and grow. You know, it really works as a cycle. The more people who are watching bowling and talking about bowling equals the more people who are going to go bowling. Right now, we're excited that by the end of this week, we'll have almost 50 centers out of our 300 centers um, open, and we have strict safety standards in place. So it's all about opening up safely um, and being able to provide a, like I like to call it, good, clean fun for our guests. Um, and this is the first step in what we hope will be, you know, really opening up throughout the country. That's awesome. Yeah, I a uh, couple quick things for you guys before we let you get out of here. Uh, Coley, I've been watching your uh, questions and answers shows over on the PBA social media and YouTube page. Uh, good job with that. Um, today, I think, I think you have another one coming up here today. Uh, could you tell the folks about that one? Yeah, tonight's show is going to feature Brad and Kyle. Um, and we took a little bit of a different turn here. It's going to be our take on um, the newlywed game. So tune in because it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> Okay, awesome. And then the next thing I think I wanted to ask you guys about too is is obviously with the transition and everything, you know, Tom held two roles at the time and you have come in now and you have accepted one and and Tom has now been broken out to focus on other things. How is the the dynamic duo here coming along because from an outside observer, uh I see you both, you know, working hard and I see more things happening and just tell us a little bit about how that relationship's been for the two of you putting on the spot a little bit. We have a really great partnership and we're able to divide and conquer when we need to and then collaborate when we need to. And that's the core of it. Uh, I will text Tom at all hours of the day um, and badger him to do things I need him to do. Um, and he gives it right back to me when I need it. So, you know, I think our partnership is great in that he can really focus on things like the format, the sport, the history, the players. And then I can go out there and, and, and focus on the business side of things. We have another uh, partner in Lev Exter who's not on the call right now, and he's the uh, CCO, uh, COO, and he really is focusing on business development, things like uh, sponsorship and um, sports betting. So I think with the three of us, um, and then also Carissa Del Benny, who's on the team who wasn't on it before, who is overseeing a lot of our production and marketing, um, you know, you have someone like Natalie McMahon, who you worked with, who's our creative director. So there's a lot of new blood in um, that's giving us the chance to move things forward. But I'd say as far as Tom and I working together, it's about dividing, conquering when you need to, collaborating when you can. Um, and I've been really happy working with Tom. Yeah, we, we, well, we, you know, we worked together on things before, before the, Mer the Valero bought the PBA. I mean, we worked together to bring the PBA Tournament of Champions back to Riviera Lanes. We worked together on a few uh, Chris Paul events. I mean, I think the, you know, that 10 part documentary about Jordan that came out, the 10 part documentary that's going to come out about bowling is going to be about when French Montana and Ronnie Russell won the Chris Paul event. And that was, and that was at uh, Coley's bowling center in California. And we had a lot of fun that night. <laughs> I remember that I, I had the flu, not, not the coronavirus. I had the flu. This was six years ago. Um, and that was my first CP3. And Tom welcomed me with open arms. And ever since we've been working closely together for six years. So, you know, Tom and I have always known each other and we've had a great working relationship. That's cool. One other thing about reality television here, and I'm not going where I think you think I'm going to be going. I know where you're going. Okay. Uh, fine. I'm, I'm where do going, you want to go, Mike? I'm going with, uh, with, with Kyle Troop. He was on our show yesterday. And we, we proposed doing a uh, online version of The Bachelor. And he mentioned on our show that you said, hey, Kyle, you should try to be on The Bachelor. Uh, is there any real truth to that? Or, or what do we got to do to get Kyle Troop on The Bachelor? 
So, you know, he was named by, I think, Barstool Sports as the most eligible PBA bachelor. <laughs> so we're just kind of feeding that into it and getting it into his head. So he thinks that he's good enough to audition for The Bachelor. And then I'll do all the PR for him. And I think it would be great for the sport of bowling to have a pro bowler on The Bachelor. But wait, be amazing. But didn't, didn't Flo Bowling already do a whole video about Kyle going on a dating service or something like that? You can just it use that clip. I mean, that was fantastic. That will be his audition tape, and yeah. um, we're, we're good. Okay. Well, I'm telling you right now, we talked about it at length yesterday. You can go back and watch the show. I know you guys have been busy, but uh, you can watch the show. We, we want Kyle to do this because it would totally – it would he would get so many followers. My goodness. I mean, just the person that he is, and it would be so much for bowling. So uh, we're in your corner on that one. So before we get out of here, uh, final words from each of you that you may want to say to folks that maybe I didn't cover here. Uh, we'll start with you, Tom. We'll let Coley wrap it up. You know, just thanks to everybody for hanging in there. I, I, you know, I had I was really happy at the draft to be able to thank all the product registered companies and the BPA and the USBC and all the pro shops around the country, all the bowling centers, all the league bowlers, the youth bowlers. Thanks for hanging in there. We're going to give you a lot of fun to watch on TV, and then you're going to want to get back out on those lanes and 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 hit them good. So thank you very much to everybody involved in the entire industry. Yeah, I echo that sentiment. Bowling is back. We can't do it without the support of our tour sponsor, Go Bowling, um, our partners over at PWBA and the USBC, um, and all of you who are watching and engaging with us while we're offline. We're going to be back online, and we hope you watch us there too. I just want to thank, again, I know that there's a lot of bowlers who are on the front line, so I just my heart always goes out to you all, um, and keep Keep tuning in, whether it's digitally or please tune in on the broadcast network because bowling is back. PBA tour returns with our special events starting June 6th. That is absolutely awesome. And I want to thank both of you again for your time today on such short notice, but big news today. I thought it was necessary to get some, uh, some answers out there and I can't thank you both enough for coming on the show today. All right. Bang, bang. Thanks for having Good us. Up. Elbows. <laughs> Thanks again.